this is a teaser to an episode that my friend Shadia Lee and I did with Vincent Bevins, the author of The Jakarta Method, and also just a great thinker that I think people should be following. His work is phenomenal, and it's been phenomenal um, in journalistic work as well as this book, and I think he's just somebody to look out for. And this book, Jakarta Method, in the conversation we talk about is largely a battle between capitalism and communism. And it focuses in on this apocalyptic slaughter of people and disappearing of people, which is an extermination program, and how in Jakarta, this extermination program set out kind of a map for other extermination programs that happen globally and also gave us the United States that we understand today and the global economic system that we understand today, but also this world that has shaped all of our lives and how many of us who are beneficiaries of the imperial core, like this is part of why and this domino effect afterwards. And so extermination programs are mass murderings of civilians. And it's a world we all benefit from. And somehow Jakarta seems to be a gap in the collective memory. And so I I hope this episode sheds a bit of light. Shadi and I tried to approach it from a Muslim anti-imperialist perspective, as we do with most things. Our, Our own personal identities have shaped our lives and how we approach work and and historical moments. Anti-communism, violent anti-communism is global and has been global. And so I hope this episode kind of gives people that background. I don't necessarily think you need to read the book for the episode, but it could help. But Shadi and I do a little bit of a primer before. And then if you want, you could fast forward through that and just get to the Vincent part. But here's a little teaser and I hope you all enjoy. Bye. Yeah. So in the case of Indonesia, which like often feels like it's on the margins of the of you know the the, the Islamic world, even though it's the large right. it's, uh, the, the largest Muslim, you know, <laughs> it's the largest Muslim majority. We, we, Shadi and I, yeah. What's that? Shadi and I have been like, yeah, it's because they're not. Yeah, which, yeah. that's our opinion. I mean, yeah. We can say that. We can say. No. <laughs> that. we can say that. <laughs> I mean, that is that is a real distinction. There's a difference yeah. between like Arab, uh, the even the moment of Arab socialism and Indonesian Islam, like even in its most left wing, like it's that's real. But like they never feel like that in, in Indonesia. But like um, in the case of Sukarno, so you ask about like the the distance between Islamists and the left. Islamism in in Indonesia did exist to some extent in the early years of the anti colonial struggle struggle. But Islam, just like the idea of like. Islam was seen by Sukarno, the founding father of Indonesia and sort of, the you know, the man who created the, the idea of Indonesian-ness as it came into being, explicitly believed that there was an uh, automatic identity between Islamic goals and left-wing goals. So he wrote this book called Nationalism, Islam and Marxism, arguing that all three mm-hmm. forces in Indonesia, of course, would be fighting for the same thing because the colonialists were imposing a exploitative of a foreign and exploitative economic system, which was against Indonesian identity, against Islam, and against the ideals that the Marxists held on to. So like Sukarno as a political figure is basically the, the, the fusion of these three tendencies. And like, it wasn't weird at all. Like everybody thought this was, you know, this was not like a radical edgelord thing to say, like the Indonesian Communist Party would like, have they would like have meetings with the uh uh you know they they worked very very closely with the islamic union in the anti-colonial struggle and this basically was a lot like the way that the entire muslim identity uh, existed for a large portion of indonesia until 1965. the changes in indonesia that took place you know in the last decades are like quite literally shocking to some of the people that i met that are that were you know 
Muslims in the 50s and 60s and 70s, the, the degree to the which uh, in, Indonesia stopped being a, a secular society on the street, at least. Yeah, this 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 union was seen as like automatic, right? And then in in in, re- in recent decades, you know, this is not only the case in Indonesia, although you probably know like other cases much better. The influence of Saudi money and Saudi uh, in uh, religious uh, I don't know what to call what to call proselytizing or sort of um, uh, missionary you know work has really changed the face of Indonesian uh, Islam in, in in the last couple of decades. But like it, there was no contradiction. I mean, the vast majority of the people that I that were in the Indonesian Communist Party were Javanese Muslims from a certain religious tradition, and the claim that was made later that they were all atheists was just like historically untrue. The vast vast majority were Indonesian Muslims of a certain kind, a couple other, you know, some were Buddhist, some were Christian, but like there was no, it, there was not only not a contradiction in the eyes of people like Sukarno, there was there was a, an automatic association. So if I can actually ask a quick uh, terminology question. So growing up as a, a Palestinian leftist from a family of Palestinian leftists, my family historically, when we talk about it, make a distinction between socialism and communism, with the big difference being that communism implies atheism. Right. And I think that's the case sort of throughout the Arab world, that many people would consider themselves socialists, but the number of communists is comparatively small. But I get the sense with the PKI that that's not the case. Is that simply because the PKI was a pre-Bolshevik party and that after Bolshevism, communism meant a certain thing? Or, or what, what do you attribute that I think that I think to? that the, the very early founding of the PKI is very important, as you pointed to. It was founded in 1914 before uh, the Russian Revolution. But I don't know if we might be sort of like imposing more contemporary divisions back onto a world in which that didn't matter as much right like yeah. so so as i as like in the, I, That's a good point. I, I like put out in the book i point out in the book mm-hmm. a few times like um by 1965 probably 25 to 30 percent of the country was somehow affiliated with the indonesian communist party there are like i don't know if I, I quote this in the book but there's like some interesting there's some interesting sort of like ideological gymnastics that the leadership of the the the, the pki do to say well like well, because we're materialists, we have to recognize the material fact of the of the belief in God in Indonesia. So, like, yeah. even at the very top of the party, there was, like, this kind of, like, yeah, 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 like, we are. But, like, actually, in real life, our, our local conditions are different. And, again, like, I think another thing that matters is how big they were as a party and how big they were as a country. So... They knew that the Russians were much more serious about actually not believing in God, but they also believe they also mm. sort of had come to the conclusion that they found their own path towards socialism, right? Like they didn't need to take cues all the time from, you know, the bigger, the only two bigger parties in the world because they had been doing so well engaging directly with the masses as they existed. Now, arguably, this is this didn't work out i mean we can we can have a conversation as to whether or not this is at all responsible for their ultimate demise but like they had for so long been doing so well without using violence or threats of any kind to get regular people the vast majority of which were muslim to sign on to some version of their vision for the future there wasn't really much need to like make this out oh, well actually uh no it was like it was it was mm-hmm. it was it just had happened happened quite organically since the union between um Sarakat islam and uh the original iterations of the communist party this is a premium episode we have to lock a few episodes we try not to lock many at all and people will notice that it helps pay for the podcast subsidize the podcast and the podcast 
tries to do some mutual aid and give back to the topics we cover when we can. It takes a bit to produce the podcast. So if you're into the work we're doing and the stories we're trying to uncover, a lot of research goes into it, production from the team, and being in conversation with a lot of people. So if you want to unlock this entire episode, please feel free to support us on Substack or Patreon. We would really appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks.